today we are going live so wherever you're watching if you have any questions or comments feel free to put them in the comments and i will be able to see them and maybe answer them if we have time to fin the show thought it was appropriate to do a live stream for this recording because it's been a weird day i mean oil is negative what does that mean i've been getting a lot of questions about that what does it mean that oil prices went negative for the short-term contracts uh, we'll talk about that in a, a little bit. We're also going to be talking about the nationwide Amazon strike that CNBC says is going to happen, which it just is so disingenuous. They're so irresponsible, and it just has me in a tizzy. So we're going to talk about that and a lot of other stuff today. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, tagging friend, liking it, subscribing, depending on wherever you're watching. All of those things, I really appreciate. We're part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HDBT. You'll get a mug like you can see in the background right next to my Kingsman grooming products. It's really weird looking at my finger. Go the opposite direction in the camera. And you get $100 off our conference that is happening. And it looks like it's happening because the governors are starting to reopen Tennessee, Georgia. They're reopening their states coming up pretty quickly. Ours is October 1st through the 3rd. Get your flights now when it's super cheap and you get tons of other great content. I think you even get a Fight Laugh t-shirt right now. Tons of value. What other club membership gives you so much free stuff just to sign up? And that's not even talking about the content. I'm telling you, it's a fantastic way to support us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life, business, finances, politics, and all of the rest. If you want to email me, Matt at howtobuildatent.com. And of course, you can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. All right. So I was going through Twitter, minding my own business, looking for, you know, good, positive things to talk about on the show. I want this to be uplifting. I want you to feel good. And I scroll through the press channels and the articles that they are spinning. Now, I want you to listen to this headline. Amazon warehouse workers plan nationwide protests this week to demand coronavirus protections. Nationwide protest of Amazon. And you may be thinking, what's the big deal? That's what's, uh, you know, that's true. But you go and you open up into the article and one of the key points, which I love that they do this, but they say more than 300 workers from about 50 facilities will will skip their scheduled shifts. So in your headline of Amazon says nationwide protest, that's the headline. That's what people are going to see. Most people aren't going to click on the article and the people that are relying on Amazon are going to think that a nationwide strike in totality, that's what you get when you hear nationwide strike, that everyone across the nation is going to be on strike. And it turns out when you click on the article, 300 workers in 50 different facilities. Now, in context of that, 50 facilities, 300 workers, they just announced they're going to hire 150,000 new employees. What is 50 people going on a strike going to do to anything? It's not even newsworthy. I'm sure more people are going to call in sick from that day than there's going to be people protesting from Amazon. And think about this. We're in the middle of a nationwide shutdown where we are relying on businesses like Amazon, which is why they are hiring so many more people, to get us the things that we need to survive. They, are, they send us groceries, they send us our household products, they send us 
a lot of things that we use in a time where there's panic in a time when there's this this economic collapse this ac economic pause where we're stuck in our homes and one of the channels of where we are in get things we have a irresponsible media site news site saying there's going to be a nationwide strike without mentioning in the title of 300 people and it's only because of clicks that's why they're trying to get clicks and they're willing in a time like this to have a clickbaity article that is more than likely going to send fear into millions of people that read it, thinking that their Amazon supplies, their subscriptions, how they get things is going to be shut down. And then they might fear, of, oh, then what about the other places that we deliver? They're going to be overwhelmed and we're not going to be able to get food. There can be shortages. Like this is the last time in the world that you should be putting out headlines like this. It's disgusting. The press is just, it, you think the press was gross and irresponsible and just petty and all the rest before this happened and just it really seals the deal for you now doesn't it isn't it isn't it just ridiculous again we're live we're streaming live if you have any questions comments feel free to put them wherever you're listening to this and i can see them and i can answer your questions about any of this stuff that you see so enough about the press that was just something that was really disgusting to me all right oil prices oh my goodness never before has it been negative so many people we're reaching out to me and like, what does this mean? And how do we take advantage of it? Well, I don't really think there is going to be a way for us to do that. And then if you think uh, you have an idea, I'd love to hear it. June oil futures rebound 3%, but May contracts is still trading at negative prices. Negative prices, which means if you have this contract and you are, uh, let's see what this comment says. All right, let's see. We have one. This is backed by the Amazon. I mean, you reap what you sow. Amazon wants to constantly virtual signal, get virtue signaling employees. We all know CNBC is hot. <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. Uh, that is just a great point. You do reap what you sow. I mean, the Bezos owns the, the Washington Post. But anyways, okay, going back to the oil. Thank you for your comment, Sean. Appreciate it. May contracts are negative. So what does that mean? That means that if you get have these contracts, you buy them, quote unquote, they're going to pay you to take a, those barrels of oil. Now you might be saying, that's great. They could ship them to me just like Amazon. Well, I don't, honestly don't know how it actually works because I've never bought barrels of oil. But the point, the problem is, is you're going to have to store it somewhere and you're going to have to refine it and you're going to have to figure out how to use it. See, the oil goes through this process. It has a supply a supply um, channel that it goes through. It gets refined. It gets processed. It gets shipped to gas stations. And the point is, is that all of these channels that normally consume it, because demand has shrunk so much from being everyone being shut in, they can't take it anymore. And so because no one else can buy the oil, that it went negative because that's um, how how much demand has shrunk? Yes, I got a haircut. This is a coronavirus haircut. This is me doing it myself with my wife helping in the back where I cannot see. Thanks for noticing. I hope it doesn't look hideous. But the reason it's negative is because 
no one can take the oil that we don't have. I can't just empty my pool, fill it up and then put it directly into my truck. It doesn't work that way. And what we're actually seeing here is the free market. And that's one of the things I love about the market and the stock market is it's the purest market that we have, the purest free market that we have. It, if we were all able to just go fill up our pools or fill up our trucks with these barrels of oil, store them in our garage, store them wherever, then it would have never went negative because demand would have increased and there would have been an amount where we could store it and save it for later. But because there wasn't and because there's nowhere to put it, they're offering th these barrels of oil up that are coming over on ships, from what I understand, uh, to pay for you to take them because it will be cheaper than the backup and holding them and all of that stuff. So we're actually seeing the free market at work. I mean, it's funny, AOC tweeted it and then deleted it right away that she was thankful that this is happening. You just got to love where our wonderful Democrat politicians are and our media is always looking for the negative, looking for a way to leverage it into a you know, opportunity for them. Never let that crisis go to waste. We are going to talk about the bailouts that are coming. We have 3.5 and 4.0 coming, coming around the corner. Yes, while we take a break and talk to you about Kingsman Grooming products, how much do you think both of those are going to be? And it's not even passed. It's just proposed. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I don't know why we're spending so much money. Let's just open up the economy. But before we get into that, I can't go any further. Let's talk about Kingsman Grooming products. I have their website pulled up right now. They have beard care products, hair products, leather products, tattoo products. After you get that tattoo, you need to take care of it. It's going to be permanent after all. Uh, Kingsman Grooming Products has high quality products. I have their aftershave, pre-shave. It's all right there. And it's in my bathroom, but those are just my display cases. It makes for a great gift. It comes in one of those great boxes if you get one of the gift sets. If you can see above my mug right there. And they are a Christian company. And when you put in HDBT, you get 25% off right now. So you can get high quality products at a great discount. And you're going to be sporting a small Christian business. What else reason do you need? You already use these products. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in HDBT. Get that discount for yourself. Support this show by supporting our sponsors and support a small business. And treat yourself with some great smelling, great feeling products. kingsmangroomingpros.com. Calm. All right. 3.5 phase stimulus. 3.5. See, it's not enough that we have four stimuluses. We got to fit one more in there because of how much our government loves to spend. Isn't it wonderful? It's so wonderful. <laughs> so that continuation bill looks like it's getting close to being funded, which is the continuation for the small business loans where 70% of the loans that you take should go to keeping your employees on and you're committing to keep your employees on for a certain amount of time. It's designed specifically for small business. The other 30% can go to utilities and rents from what I understand. And then for a large portion of that would be grants. Well, that 300 and I think it was 30 yesterday, it's turning into $470 billion where it's going to be going to a number of other things, but they still can't even agree to that. So they've increased it like $120 billion Actually, I think it was 390 yesterday. They increased it $80 billion, and it's still not enough. There's still some debate, from what I understand, about how it needs to go through the states and how the unemployment stuff is structured from a logistical perspective. $470 billion more. Now, 
I think it should happen. I think we need to be funding these small businesses, not because I believe in government spending that we should have ever been in this situation. But again, if you are going to shut down our economy, you need to pay and support the businesses that you have shut down. It's just like that in our personal lives. When somebody wrongs you, they should compensate you for that wrong. And so too, when governments do it to businesses, they should compensate those businesses for what they have done wrong to these businesses. And that is truly what has happened. I mean, again, like our episode yesterday, just look to Sweden. They didn't shut down anything, not small, not restaurants, not any kind of small business, not the bars. And they have equal or less death rates than the rest of the countries in their area absolutely amazing and staggering. And we should just step back and realize like, did any of this ever have to happen? Did it really? Especially now that we're seeing the news coming out from New York that the death rates and the hospitalizations are starting to substantially drop off the epicenter of it in the United the nation. And it's not even close to what the projections were. Was this really necessary? And again, they're going to say, well, if we would have been worse, if we didn't do the isolation, the social distancing, but that's a lie because all of the models with the horrible projections and predictions had social distancing incorporated into it. Remember that because there's going to be a ton of spin that's going to come out when everyone realizes it's not even close to being as bad as what everyone said it was going to be. They're going to say a number of different things. Well, one, it would have been worse without social distancing. It would have been worse, but you have to remember all those models already incorporated, the ones with those astronomical numbers, 2 million people were, were going to die or however many it was. And then the revised numbers were all including social distancing. And it wasn't even close to that. And then, you know, they're going to say a whole bunch of things like it's healthcare and all that stuff. Hey, yeah, Georgia is uh, going to be opening Friday. That's exciting. Getting us back to work. Just remember those arguments and remember what they told us. It's really important that we remember these things, that we um, solidify them in our mind because they love to play tricks and they say it in the most confident way that makes you doubt yourself. But if we can remember it, if we can screenshot it, take notes, it's going to really help us as we try to hold these people accountable. And we definitely need to. So 3.5 phase stimulus, $470 billion is what I'm seeing. And it's not even done yet. So it could even go up from there. I believe Donald Trump said that tomorrow is going to be the day where it's proposed or Mitch McConnell was saying that he's going to bring it up in Congress. We'll see about that. And then 4.0 leaked $500 billion before it even goes to the House. This is the, the Senate that is working on this part in Congress. It has to go over to the House for them to throw in their pork and throw in their payoffs and you know all those special interest groups. So we are going to see a bill with 3.5 and 4.0 combined to be another trillion dollars. Phase three was something like $2 trillion. And this isn't even including our budgets, guys. Like the other stuff that run that we've run in the government, the other stuff that we fund, the other entitlements that we spend, we spend trillions of dollars a year, trillions. And this is on top of that. We are just spending money like it's nobody's business and we are gonna pay for it. You do not spend trillions and trillions of extra dollars with no consequences. Just think about that. Really, really take a moment and pause and ask yourself, is it realistic to think that our government shutting down and spending trillions and trillions of dollars is not going to have an impact? 
I, I don't see how we can think or be that naive to think that there are not going to be consequences for this. We have to get the stuff under control. Speaking of under control, this is, <laughs> I don't even know what to think about this. I'm going to not say angry just so it doesn't like, I don't get angry about it, thinking about it. But I was, um, let's see, I was going through Twitter and I saw this retweet of Harvard magazine article, Harvard, the, the college, the one of the best colleges in, in the country, that Harvard they have this picture, and I should have had it to show you guys on the video, but I haven't. I retweeted it. It's on my Facebook. It blew up on my Facebook. So you can go over to How to Build a Town on Facebook and see it. But it's these kids running around a home with the prison bars in the window with a, a little girl, a redheaded girl, with books on the side of the wall that says reading, writing, arithmetic spelled incorrectly, and the Bible. And it says that... Uh, that Let's see, what does it say? It shows a sad homeschool kid in prison in a house while the other kids are outside playing. And what this is, is propaganda. Because what people are starting to realize, which is one of the positives of the social distancing thing. I mean, you got to look for the positives, even in the negative, And how to leverage those things. Is people are starting to realize how much better their education can be at home. When parents are involved, when they're engaged homeschooling. When there is that presence, when there is that attention, when there is that one-on-one -on -one time or that one-on-three, one-on-four, depending on how many kids you have, that your kids can actually learn a lot better. See, God made it this way. Families are responsible for educating their kids. And even if you do have teachers, I'm not saying we shouldn't have teachers, but that it is under the guidance and they're almost like consultants. They're there to subsidize and help as the parents oversee the education of their children, God is going to hold us as parents accountable for what our kids are discipled and what they learn, how they're educated and what we do with them. It's very important that we remember that. But the secular world, the Harvards, the liberals, the people in the education sector are realizing the threat that this exposes, that the kids that are going to public schools really don't know as much as they should. That the level of education isn't anywhere where it needs to be. It wasn't where it was even when we were going through school. I had a nice little blend of private and public school. I never got to be homeschooled. Well, yeah, I guess I wouldn't call that homeschool. I didn't go to eighth, eighth grade. Yeah, I didn't go to eighth grade at all. I had somebody, they sent me someone from the school. But that's a whole nother story for another time. Uh, but even from those times, I mean, the common core and all those things, and they're, they're threatened by it. And so we're going to see more of these kinds of cartoons demonizing Christians, homeschoolers, and making them fearful. And when it's the opposite way around, people that go to homeschool, everyone that ever told me had way more time outside than the people that went to public school and people that went to uh, even private schools. I mean, homeschool, you have a lot more freedom and flexibility to be educated. And I bring that up only to say this, as Christians, Christian colleges, we need to be asserting the truth ourselves. And we need to be writing articles and having magazines and creating cartoons like this that are depicting the truth. We have to fight back. This isn't something to ignore. This isn't an institution that we can just say, oh, that's just one person. This is Harvard, who sets the standard for other colleges. When you're the elite college, you set the standard for everything else. Harvard Business Review, 
and Harvard Law College. Like they are the standard in how they teach other teachers look to, other professors look to. This cannot be ignored, guys. We need people to stand up and fight for the truth because homeschooling, private school, anything but that public school is the best that we can give our children. And it's not just on education. It's on all fronts. I know it is, but this is just the example I saw today. So let's go out, be successful, fight the good fight, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.